Welcome everybody. The fantasy football sackos back again, Alex and Jason. Uh, we got a great episode lined up for you. This is our Thanksgiving special special. Excuse me. I can't speak. I'm just so ready to <laughs> so ready to talk about everything. I'm thankful for Eat some for. turkey. Yeah. Turkey, all the fixings. But we got a great one lined up for you. We're going to be talking about everything we're thankful for. We're going to be doing some Q&A. Uh, we'll talk about the latest news, notes, and everything around the league. Um, let's, let's go. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krogh. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos Week 12 craziness i just can't believe how fast this season has gone uh alex happy thanksgiving how you been how's uh how's your day happy thanksgiving same to you uh same to everybody listening um just uh yeah things are good it's crazy We, we started this back in may um so we've been doing this for what half a year already and it's gone by really quick um you know 50 episodes in uh or i guess 51 now so it's uh it's gone by quick um lots to be thankful for looking forward to eating some delicious turkey and mashed potatoes i'm not a big sides guy uh i don't know if we want to start here or not but like i, I i'm not a sides guy and so like pr- like since i've been little my primary like thanksgiving meal has been the same regardless of where i go and it's turkey preferably dark meat because it's way better than white meat like it is just straight up better and if you disagree with that you're wrong so i I just want to start with that and then so not a sides guy the only sides that i really ever have are rolls preferably my aunt bonnie's because she made the best rolls growing up uh also uh mashed potatoes and i've never really been a gravy guy because like Gravy is okay situationally, um, but on my mashed potatoes, I use a different kind of gravy, um, and it's cream corn. Uh, I put cream corn on my mashed potatoes. You are. It's delicious. You are the stereotype about white people liking bland, boring food with no flavor. That is officially. Dark meat has flavor. How do you do no sides? You don't do any green bean casserole? I just... No. Green beans are disgusting, generally. Um, (laughs) I I will say that um, I I just... When I'm eating on Thanksgiving, I just want the best... Or I want as much of the best stuff as possible. So, for me, that's the turkey, that's the rolls, and that's the potatoes. So, like... Question. Will... This is part of the Q and A, I'm sure. From is this is this a listener from uh, from Illinois? His name's Jason. Well, one of them was, "What's your favorite Thanksgiving side?" It was one of the questions. Yeah, it's 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 mashed potatoes. That's wrong. What? Okay, maybe not mashed potatoes, but like the fact that you don't like any of them is just so it's wrong. Like. You go through the holidays and all you eat is mashed potatoes. You can have mashed potatoes on a Tuesday. Like, yeah, and I will because they're delicious on a Tuesday. They're delicious on a Thanksgiving Thursday or Thanksgiving walk, Saturday. Walk, walk um, me through. Love, walk me through the cream corn. Walk me through the cream corn aspect of this. What about if where you're have going? Have you ever tried it? No, but I've tried peas or peas and corn mixed in with my mashed potatoes, but not oh. like creamed corn so is it like these are disgusting too so is it like what what happens if they don't make cream corn as a side and you don't have it to mix in do you still go for the mashed potatoes or do you pivot then, yeah then yeah then i'll throw maybe a little bit of gravy on top not a ton okay um but yeah uh, like if like for whatever reason when i was a kid every time we had mashed potatoes we'd always have cream corn and i would always put the cream corn on the mashed potatoes the next time you have mashed potatoes, you should buy a can of cream corn. It costs like 90 cents or something like that. Heat it up in the microwave and dump it on your mashed potatoes. It's delicious. That sounds like a great way to ruin mashed potatoes. To heat up 
Chef Boyardee microwavable creamed corn and pour it over. Chef Boyardee makes creamed corn? I just, that was Campbell's creamed corn and throw it over my mashed potatoes. Like, I am. Just get the generic creamed corn at your local supermarket, heat it up, and throw a scoop or two of the creamed corn on your mashed potatoes. You will not be disappointed. It might actually be the best advice I've given you on this pod in the last 50 episodes. Well, it's probably, it wouldn't shock me if it ended up being the most accurate advice on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, I gotta get my shots in. It's really good. You should try it. And I like, please take pictures and send it at the FF Sackos, all of our social media platforms. We will retweet that thing out. We will take like send me all of your cream corn and mashed potato pictures and uh, holler if you hear me on all of the blandness of Thanksgiving. It's it's such just a great gluttonous holiday. Uh, everybody in the comments down below, please comment whatever your favorite side is uh, that does not involve cream. I'm corn, right. Because that's just that's absurd. Um, What's your favorite side? I have two that I can't get enough of, and that is green bean casserole as, as a one. But with water chestnuts in it because it's fancy and uh Oh, water chestnuts are so nasty. They're crispy and crunchy and oh great. My plus God. the dried, plus the the fried onions on top. Oh yes! Oh. oh, it's so good. And the the real winner is oh. cornbread casserole. It's like a mixture of cornbread and I don't know. It has cream corn in it, but it's like this. I do love cream or uh, cornbread. It's like this lovely casserole dish that's moist and full of corn and so creamy and buttery it's so good it's fantastic after that my favorite yeah, side is the great poop the next day exactly that's what we're yeah that's okay, what that's we're fair. here for uh, yeah I, so just a random follow-up question on that so water like water chest uh, this isn't a question it's a statement when when we were getting married and this was five years ago at this point that we were planning on what to do for food and we had been to different weddings and they were like, hey, like water chestnuts wrapped in bacon is an option. And Ramaki. I hate water chestnuts so much that I was just like, give like, can we do that and just get rid of the water chestnuts and walk around with just plates of bacon for people to eat instead? Because the water chestnuts are that bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's called rumaki and it is absolutely fantastic and I love it. Oh, so this pod might be over after today. My dad, my dad would be proud of me for that one, for, for remembering that. He was a big Rumaki oh. fan. He loved bacon wrap, water chestnuts. I love Rumaki. <laughs> Just the name of it's dumb. <laughs> Who came up with that name? All right, let's, let's talk a little bit of football here and then we'll go back to Thanksgiving and whatnot. Um, so first up in news, we have. The Ravens today have had officially five players and four staffers test positive for COVID. They are scheduled to play Uh by the time this airs, what will be tomorrow against the Steelers. Uh, Currently, no plans to cancel the game. However, the league is saying that they are taking the players health and, you know, as their primary concern in handling this. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just just like concussions aren't bad for your brain, right? <laughs> so, it's still scheduled to go on, but I mean, evidently further positive tests may alter that. Um 9 is a lot. <laughs> uh I I don't know. I I I would it's, be shocked if it wasn't played, honestly. Oh, they're going to play. There's way too much money on a primetime Thursday Thanksgiving game to postpone it. They're not going to postpone it. And the Steelers are just going to run roughshed all over the the Ravens. Um, as a betting tip, the Steelers are currently minus five. Um, from, a, from a line standpoint, I, I think they win by double digits um, with, with everything the Ravens have going on. 
Yeah, and they're um, at so home too. So five at home. Like and they're at home. I would and almost the Ravens have looked terrible for a couple of weeks. The yeah. only the only thing that you have to be worried about in that game is that the Steelers have basically already made the playoffs, and the Ravens are currently not in the playoffs. Um, initially, I thought that the Ravens would try to get the game canceled because if there's any canceled games, then they add a pl- an eighth playoff team in each conference, and then they would make the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen um, because the Ravens are smart like that, and it, it makes actually a good deal of sense for them to want it to be canceled so they, they would currently be a playoff team. Um, but yeah, the, the the only thing that would concern me about betting that game is that it means so much more for the Ravens than it does the Steelers. The Steelers do want home field advantage because you definitely don't want to go to Kansas City. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's the only concern. Otherwise, I think the Steelers will destroy them. Yeah, I, I would absolutely pick the Steelers to cover that that spread. That plus five, or that five spread, I would think that they would almost have that on the road in Baltimore. Um, just Baltimore hasn't yeah. had it. And then you take out Pernell McPhee, both starting running backs like that five point spread is really nothing. So I would absolutely pick the Steelers to yeah. cover that. Um, yep. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, though, on uh, the Ravens pushing for extra playoff teams. But <sighs> it, it makes a ton of sense. They're kind of in control of it um, to a certain extent. Uh, hey, everybody out. Go, 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 go get COVID so we can't play and then we're a playoff team. Yeah, the Titans. Not saying they're doing right. That. And the Titans got COVID before playing the Steelers and now it's the Ravens. So the Steelers are the bad luck team. You don't want to be going up against them. But or they're the good luck team, depending on how you look at it. They're running into all the luck or you have all the bad luck when you face them. Yeah, goes both ways. All right. Our next bit of news. Austin Eckler resumed practicing this week welcome back shall we start the timer on Kalen Balage and his relevance because I think he will be tucked nicely and neatly back onto the practice squad when Eckler comes back he should have never been a thing uh it frustrates me that he was a thing for a couple weeks um if anything this is probably the last week I cannot wait to see what that offense looks like with with the Herbie and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. Um, it's it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great for everybody's fantasy value there. Um, can't wait to see what that offense looks like. And, and maybe one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL going into 2021. Um, it'll be really fun to see how they kind of finish and what to look forward to for next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for that team. I mean... Keenan Allen has to be what a top five receiver draft wise going into next year. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at a, a potential top five quarterback, top five wide receiver and, and top 10 running back on the same team. Um, that is, uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, always jealous of jealous of teams that find a overly capable quarterback um, and, and lock in a franchise guy for the next 10 years being a bears fan. Um, but the NFL definitely needs more young, really good quarterbacks because I mean, Fox had a graphic this last week of, you know, all those guys that are over 36 that are retiring of, or, you know, getting closer to to retirement age, which is rivers, Rogers, breeze, Brady, um, you know, throw a couple other guys, Roethlisberger, Brady, um, you know, you you throw all those guys in there and all of a sudden you're kind of like, there's not a bunch of young great quarterbacks Tua's look middling um Mahomes is obviously great um Watson's really good but there's not like a next like huge line that's coming up of you know the superstars that you need um to really run the NFL um it all runs through the quarterback and if the quarterbacks suck then you don't really have an NFL amen to that um our next bit of news Christian McCaffrey also back on the practice field this week um, I'm honestly mildly surprised that he's practicing and playing given the injuries that he's had, given their record. Um, I'm just maybe a little bit surprised. I mean, who knows if he comes back this week, but 
I don't know. What are your thoughts on CMC returning to the field? They're four and seven, firmly in third place. They don't have a chance at overtaking the Bucks or the Saints. Like, no, they don't. Um, they're what a game and a half back of a potential eighth playoff spot if it happens. Uh, the Cardinals are the seventh seed at, at six and four. Um, you know, I, I doubt that they're going to get in at nine and seven, even if they were to win out. Um, so, you know, more than anything, it might be just trying to get some cohesiveness for next year um, with with the Teddy B, CMC and, and all their weapons. Um, but again, you know, they're they're football players. He he got the massive contract um, and he's got all offseason to rest up. And I mean, I'm just saying he, he has not had much wear and tear on his body other than getting injured because he's only played in four games, I think, this year. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not really a shock to see him come back. Um, I, I would be surprised if a lot of teams that had him um, get into the playoffs uh, unless they got Mike Davis uh, on waivers or with their fab. I would be shocked. Yeah, I mean, those teams are hurting, you know, because just the positioning, like those teams a lot of times have the kittles of the world too. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Just, it was so, the the two bomb injuries of Saquon and CMC at the front of drafts really just nuked a lot of teams. But. Yeah, and I, I, you know, in, in our league of record, I got the number one pick each of the last two years. And you kind of called BS on that when I randomly selected it. Um, and I, like, honestly, I, I'm sick of having the first pick because last year I drafted Saquon and this year I drafted Christian McCaffrey and uh, neither has worked out and been super frustrating. Sorry about that. Um, I feel terrible okay. for you for drafting but, first in fantasy football back to back years. That sounds just so awful. You should. <laughs> It's been terrible, actually. <laughs> That's the only newsy stuff that I have. Is there anything else that I missed newsy stuff wise that you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Um, we, we still don't know who the Bears starting quarterback is going to be. Not that it really matters. Um, but, you know, I, I think if, if Biscuit is the quarterback, that there is more fantasy value there. Uh, David Montgomery was back on the practice field. Um yesterday uh on monday they had they were off today um so theoretically david montgomery will be back from his concussion uh on sunday and and should be played um unfortunately or fortunately in all leagues as he is at least rb2 you just gotta hope he gets in the end zone um otherwise not a ton of other news going on in the nfl in a relatively quiet week uh with thanksgiving going on oh man i can't wait for thanksgiving football all right Let's talk about things we are thankful for in 2020. Uh, I am going to start with um, really thankful for everybody that's listened to the podcast. We've had thousands and thousands of downloads in how many countries do you think we've been listened to? Uh, Let's guess 15, 13. Well, it, oh, plus several that's still unknown, a really high number. Plus several unknown countries where it didn't it didn't know what country we were downloaded from. So it it could be more space. It could have been out. Yeah, there you go. It could have been the uh, ISS UFO. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they saw you and they were like, "Oh my god, he's one of us." <laughs> uh. <laughs> but. No, I just couldn't. Be- I can't believe the progress that we've made only starting six months ago. It's crazy that, you know, we've, I guess, gotten the traction that we've had. I'm just super thankful for it. I'm glad you guys are all listening and watching. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, Alex, why don't you tell me something you're yeah, thankful you, for? Yeah, you talked. Yeah, you talked about one of your coworkers walking in and be like, "Ah, oh, Alan Lazard, huh? Uh, because they they saw our, our Lazard video that has, I don't know, like 1,200, 1,300 views on YouTube when they were looking up Alan Lazard a couple of weeks ago, uh, even though I look terrible with uh, my super shaggy hair and beard and and we just laugh for like three minutes. Those are usually our better pods anyway, <laughs> uh, is, is when we're just chuckling. Um so yeah, no, it's uh it's been a heck of a ride. Um and just like thank you to you Jason for all the work that you've put in to kind of get this off the ground and encourage me to not be a lazy bum uh, about getting a microphone and 
uh, doing all the editing st- stuff after for post and figuring out how to like, you know, record things and basically take up the entire hard drive of your computer and then delete everything and then have to figure out how to get it all back. And then, uh, you know, all the, all the video editing that you've done, like, so we've done 50 pods, 3000 minutes of content, which is just insane. Three, 3,078 minutes of, of content. That's 51 hours, um, or just, wow. just over 51 hours of podcast. So like, like that's a lot of of time and so like even if you think about 51 hours of content we're putting in at least an hour of prep at at minimum before that um our average show has been 61 minutes in length which probably isn't surprising for everybody that listens (laughs) shores episode was 33 minutes uh 33 minutes that jason soloed uh while i was um trying to figure out how to sleep with a newborn um and our 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 longest show is actually somewhat surprising. Do you, do you have any guesses as to what our longest show was? What the topic was? It was very early. Was yeah. it the... Uh, was Okay, well, the earliness helps give it away a little bit. Was it the Do yep. Not Draft Lamar? No, it was uh, It was our top 12 quarterback show. It was 90 ah, minutes long. My second guess uh, was the, a rankings the, video. Yeah, our uh, the Lamar one I think was sixty two minutes in length. Um, but yeah, the top twelve uh, quarterbacks was ninety minutes long. Uh, some of those ranking shows were were somewhat long. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a, been a heck of a ride, and and just thank you for um, all the work that you've done to kind of get this thing moving. I, I know you love posting on Twitter and and interacting with a bunch of um, just craziness of whatever that community has been. And it's, it's kind of helped me appreciate Twitter a little bit more because, um, you can kind of talk yourself into like some deep, dark holes of, of the web, depending on how you use Twitter. Um, and so, Accurate. you know, I have my own personal Twitter account and then we have our fancy football sackos Twitter account. And like, it's crazy how different those feeds are where like, you know, there's just like a collective sigh um, about different things at the same time when ESPN doesn't change their Taysom Hill eligibility or, um, you know, when somebody finally scores a touchdown and it's been six weeks. And it's just really fun to kind of see, you know, different communities and how fun things can be uh, if you don't think take things quite so serious. Absolutely. So anyway, th- thank you to you, Jason. You've you've been kind of the the linchpin on all of this. Um, and, you know. Uh, your your checks in the mail uh, for zero dollars of how much money we've made <laughs> off of this. So we're doing all of this for the love of the game, and uh, yeah, uh, much appreciated, Alex. Um, as I'll just say that one of the things that I wrote down was thank I'm thankful for you and your constant um, copycat. Well, no, I had it. I had it on the list, but <laughs> you can't say thank you to me. And actually, I don't even. Th- I actually don't even think I put you on my list that I wrote down. Love so it. that was just more of an improv thing. Well, yeah. either way, I do. I would like to thank you. Um, this podcast has been a lot of fun. It's been great talking with you regularly every week for this. Um, arguing more outside of the podcast about stuff, even than just, you know, the hour that we spend every couple of days arguing. Um yeah, I actually thought that you were going to thank me for helping you make your fantasy team better, considering like half the trades have been like, should I do this? I'm like, why would you not do this? And then you do it and you're like, <laughs> man, my team's great. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting over here. I'm like, my good Lord, like my team sucks. I'm advising you on trades you should do. Your team's like very well above average. And I'm just like, screw this, man. Yeah, and I'm still only one win over 500 and struggling to make the playoffs because of a one point loss to the last place team. But <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if I didn't lose that game, I would. I think I would be in. But here we are. Here we are. Um, but no. But for all of the Rough. research and everything that you've done, um, especially for the year end trade targets, all the spreadsheets and everything outside of this that help our website run smoothly have been great. Um, all of the analysis, the props, um, 
I would like to get more props back into the show. The the poop emoji to start everything off week <laughs> one was pure gold. So thank you for everything that there's you've a, done. There's like a dead a dead centipede over here that I can grab if you'd like that <laughs> that I killed a couple of weeks ago that I haven't that I haven't cleaned up. I'm good. <laughs> no, okay. It's just um, sitting there. Maybe at the end of the show, I'll show it off. There you go. All right. The next thing I'm thankful for is the New York Jets because they make me feel not so bad. (laughs) They make me feel not so bad about being a Bears fan. So thank you to the New York Jets organization. Thank you, Adam Gase. Thank you, Jets fans, for not (laughs) storming. So, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, you have to go to YouTube. But yes, thank you. Shout out to Just the New York the Jets. Crazy guys. You know the saddest part about all of that is that uh, Sam Darnold could be the Bears' quarterback next year. Um, so, oh boy, how how wonderful could that be? Um, other so th- things that I'm thankful for. Um, I'm thankful for my wife um, letting me have sex with her one time so that we could have a kid, um, which uh, which happened uh, this this July. That was pretty great. Uh, she, uh, our our little girl Maggie, uh, makes me like just like burst out in laughter on a daily basis already at this point. She's just turning four months old in two days. Um, so like the, the crazy amount of like tolerance that my wife has had of doing again, at least two hours a week of, of talking with Jason, another hour before we start recording with Jason, uh, researching for an hour before that. Um, so, you know, it's at least, you know, six to eight hours, um, maybe 10 a week that, that I'm putting in personally. Uh, I, I know for you, it's probably on the upper end of 15 to 18 by the time you're done editing everything or or maybe even more. Um, so, you know, just shouts out to to Katie and uh, and my wife and and just people being super tolerant of, you know, us trying to get something off the ground that we're passionate about. It's it's a fun like hobby passion project um, that we hope could turn into more someday. But at the same time, like uh, we're just having fun and, and family support uh, is obviously super appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's been super supportive. You know, everybody wants to see us do well. Um, Shout out to my friends and family. Katie has been so patient with me when I tell her that, oh, well, we actually switched podcasting days. We're going to do two in a row. Or uh, actually, can we try to get home a little bit early on Sunday? Because I need to record Sunday because we're busy Monday. Or, you know, just all of those things. Um, The time away because it's time away from her really and friends and family you know friends will well what are you doing this night of the week or you know well do you want to watch thursday night football oh we're actually recording thursday night so i can't do the thing that i'm podcasting about because i have to podcast i can't actually watch (laughs) podcasting yeah but yeah like the monday night football recording schedule has been like Oh, you want to start at what time? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start at like halftime. It's like, eh, you could like snippets, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, absolute shout out to my friends and family for just supporting us, watching everything, pushing it out, uh, sharing it with their friends and family and everything. It, it's been huge for us as far as growing our base. Um, so, and thank you for that. Um, my next thing i'm thankful for is uh something that you did alex which was the end of season trade target analysis that you did that's available on our website uh i made several key trades across several leagues and it put me in a great position so if for everybody that still hasn't come (laughs) up on their trade deadline go to our website thefantasyfootballsackos.com uh, it's a lovely little blog post with Derek Henry as the icon. So you can get all of it there as far as who you should target. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Uh, so I, I think I realized something um, that that dawned on me. Um, and I, I really, really suck at spending fab. Um, yeah. And I, you know, we, we talked about it on, on, on different pods. 
Um, I, I personally like to save up and I can, I can, you know, get the freebies of the zero and one bids or, um, spend it when I, when I think I need to. Um, but I overall, like I, I stink at it. Um, I will also say that the reason I think I stink at it is because my drafts are usually really good in my opinion, or it's hard for me. Like there's nobody for me to cut a lot of times because I I'm so high on certain guys that I think it actually like ends up kind of screwing me. Because by the time it is to cut bait with somebody, aka like Marquise Brown, um, because it's taken me 11 weeks to cut like wide receiver 50. Jordan um, Howard. Or lower. Or Jordan, like, no, nah, I cut your, I, whatever. But he was scoring touchdowns. So if you drafted him, you basically held on to him for the first four or five weeks until he was just inactive every game. Um, so like that, that's something that I think I actually struggle with that I need to pick up from you. Um, is just how to cut players. But I, I feel like my draft is so good, especially this year, because I did more research than I ever have um, and talked through everything and, and had those late round targets. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm high on this guy. I'm high on this guy. I'm high on this guy. And then you have all of them and you're like, shit, I can't. I can't do anything um, with anybody. Sorry. Random, random side topic. Other things I'm thankful for. Um, I'm not thankful for my fantasy football teams this year because they all suck. Um, so get, get that out of the way, cross out the list on that. Um, I am, uh, I'm thankful for, um, the spice girls, uh, which has put me into a really good mood the last couple weeks. Um, my sister used to, uh, walk around with like a Disney, uh, um, like tape player that had a microphone on it. Um, and she had like three different tapes that that she would play on repeat. One was Ricochet, which is like a 90s country band that tried to look country. Um, Never their music is not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ricochet. So check check them out. Um, the second tape that she had was Aqua. Uh, their main song is Barbie Girl. Um and he's got that real come on barbie let's go like uh, uh, so that, uh, that guy uh, yeah um so so that that was tape number two and tape number three was spice girls spice world um and literally i think i know all of those songs on that entire tape by heart at this point um and so i, I was jamming out to that last week so thankful for the spice girls <laughs> Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh who was your who was your spice girl crush growing up? Everybody had a favorite. Uh I honestly don't know. Um I yeah. I, I don't think I had it like a a favorite, honestly. So there's what sporty baby posh and scary. Scary sport yeah. Posh baby. Um yeah, I I don't know if I had a favorite. No. I uh mine was the redhead. But I, I'm forgetting which one she was. No idea. All I know is if if you need to be put into a good mood, like you can basically throw on any song on that entire CD. Um one of them's sad. Uh don't don't listen to that one. Um but oh, Ginger. Uh, the rest of them are Ginger, yeah. Um, Literally ginger yeah, spice. I said the redhead. The good one. times, gotta believe in the love you find. Like just Jerry and they're just banger after banger. <laughs> banger after banger. All right, we're going on like three minutes on Spice Girls. That's far, far too many minutes. <laughs> the next thing I'm thankful for is James Robinson for going from undrafted free agent eighth round dart throw to running back four overall. Damn. Running yeah. back four overall, eight eighth round dart throw, draft pick, undrafted free agent. Should have been Leonard Fournette. It should have been Leo. Running back four. So thank you. props. Shout out to James Robinson because that's unbelievable. That's higher than anybody was even expecting. Um, absolutely sure. incredible. Do you think? Do you think that they draft a running back? this offseason or do you think it's just James Robinson's job 
Uh, they're going to have to get a backup running back. They're, I think they're the only offense in the NFL that doesn't have like anybody. And most running backs end up missing a couple games a year. Um, so they're, they're going to have to find somebody. At the same time, like I don't know why any NFL, NFL team drafts running backs. Like It's pretty obvious that you can put you know, like anybody back there. I, I don't understand wasting draft capital on a running back ever. You should just keep taking offensive linemen, keep taking defensive linemen. Um, I, I, I don't understand why you would ever, like, why would the Rams draft Cam Akers? Like, that, there was literally no reason to draft Cam Akers because they have two suitable running backs. Why are you wasting draft capital on another one when you don't need one? I don't understand why anybody ever pays NFL running backs a second contract worth more than $5 million a year, just go find somebody that's a free agent. Like I, I don't get any of that. I hear you. Um, ne- next thing I'm thankful for um, is just like being in an okay place financially. Um, like, you know, through, uh, I'm an accountant, in case people didn't know, I'm an auditor. I will come in and audit the shit out of you. Um, not, not like the IRS auditors, which are, which are mean. I'm a friendly auditor that'll come in and audit your company. Um, so like that, that's really opened the door for a lot of things, um, with how much they pay me super thankful for my, for my job. Um, and just how that's led into like no food insecurities, like as an example, um, there's currently like 25 million people, um, in the United States that don't like or are nervous about food insecurities, especially with COVID stuff going on this year and losing their job and things like that. That's like 7% of the population in the United States. Um, so, you know, just being in a position where you can do charitable work and, you know, give to organizations, whether it's local food banks or, um, you know, there's something around here, Food for Greater Elgin. There's um, the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Um, which are really doing a ton of work um, helping get people food for Thanksgiving. And, you know, especially over the winter, um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know where their next meal is coming from. So if you're in a place to give financially to something, um, I think food um, resources for your local community is a great place to um, to give some of those resources or charitable givings. Um because I mean, people need food. It's something a lot of a lot of us take for granted. Um, my stomach shows that, um, but I, you know, there, there's just a lot of a lot of people that um, are not in a great place, or you know, aren't um, aren't willing to admit that they're in a great place. Um, so, like, if you need help and you know me personally, like, please reach out, and um, I'd, I'd love to get you some food, or you know, pay for your groceries, or something like that. Um, and it's something that we, we need to really be doing a lot more of, um, in a, in a pretty rough year for a lot of people. Yeah. It's been a hard year for a lot of people. I know I have a lot of friends and close family that have, you know, dealt with those things. Um, yeah, I'm extremely thankful for my job. I mean, without it, I wouldn't have been able to get the equipment to start this podcast and get that off the ground. And so without that, there wouldn't be this, um, giving back to local food banks, um, is huge and it makes the world a difference. Um, I, um, work in local government and we do a big drive every year for our community's food bank. Um, everybody needs it right now. Everybody's going through it. Um, yeah, it's definitely a great time of year for that kind of giving. So, um, great. Good on you. I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you did charitable work. That's wonderful. Um, well, it's, it's not something that you want to brag about. Um, you know, my, my wife is the driving force behind a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, and, and it's something that, you know, if it's not front of mind or if you don't budget for it, like charitable stuff generally gets kicked to the wayside. Um, you know, and, or, you know, or if you don't have like a work that's focused on it and doing different drives and different things like that of, of raising money, um, you know, it's, it's something where if it's not like a priority, it it gets kicked. So, um, you know, I, I would encourage people that are listening, um, you know, to try to try to budget something that's charitable, whether it's, you know, making food for homeless people on a Saturday morning and dropping it off or just whatever, um, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of need in the world and, and you can make a, a hell of a difference in somebody's life. You just have to be intentional about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Now, I'm going to completely switch gears, and I'm going to thank the Los Angeles Chargers medical staff once again for not making us suffer <laughs> through a year of Tyrod Taylor and instead ha- giving us the esteemed pleasure of watching Justin Herbert play football because I tell you what, he, that man yeah. is fun to watch play football. Um, I really switched gears on it. I I kind of feel a little bit guilty going from what we just went to that lovely... Why? innocent charitable area to now this so thank you well i i was gonna i was gonna say my my next one actually was i'm really thankful we don't play music behind us anymore on our pod (laughs) why you hated it listening back to it you hate it now oh my god yeah it's like those first couple episodes are just brutal where you know, neither of us have a mic yet. We're playing some like generic canned looping music behind us, which is hilarious, which I thought was great initially. Um, and it's it's way better without it. Um, so if if you're bored and want to laugh, uh, just like go listen to the first or second one. Actually, you know what? If you want to laugh, go back and listen to the first pod we did where uh, Jason thought that um Vaughn for Tampa Bay was going to be a better rookie running back than Clyde Edwards. That's literally what Um, we argued. So go. Yeah, that's literally what we argued on the first one. uh, And it could not have looked worse for you. Um, And I I let you pick too. You were like, you're like, you know what? I I think it'll be fun to make the argument about uh, what is it? I don't even know what his first name is. Vince Vaughn. No, that's not right. Um, (laughs) He's like, like it. Yeah, Keyshawn hasn't hasn't played uh, since like week five or something like that. Uh, so, <laughs> wow, rough start for Jason. Yeah, I uh, I've and the old layout too of what the videos used to look like is up there. I've thought about you know we're gonna debate whether or not we should ever pull those down someday, but I think we're just gonna leave them up for posterity. Oh yeah, yeah. When we're rich <laughs> and famous some someday. And lifestyles of the rich and the famous um like i i can't wait to to bring back some of those old episodes uh flashback like Keyshawn vaughn he's the rookie running back to own he's gonna be great this year and he'll be out of the nfl in like a year it'll be can't wait well we just speak speaking of that um we have and horrible takes that we've made uh we got a comment on our youtube channel literally yesterday and (laughs) it was on the video it was on the video of uh well we got two of them really um the first one is was on the video of justin jefferson and it literally says uh where are we where are we um Thank you for recording this. Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I put this on and laugh. <laughs> because it's 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 Alex saying that Justin Jefferson is going to be a one week wonder and not to draft, not to pick him up, not to spend any fab on him because he's a rookie receiver and rookie receivers never go off. And it was hilarious. Yeah. So I did say all of that. Um, I somewhat stand by my point, like for like a regular rookie running back or sorry, regular rookie wide receiver. Like that is generally the case. Um, So that was what week three at 27. Um, Then he had 12 and then three and then he exploded against Atlanta for 35. Green Bay four, Detroit 7.9 in the last two weeks against Chicago 17 and then 16. Yeah, he's obviously really good, and um, I was wrong on that one, no doubt about it. Yeah, and but then, in general, I, I like th- this. Seems like a historic rookie wide receiver class. There's ne- like generally wide receiver rookie wide receivers suck all the time, um, and you have like four or five really good ones this year. Um, another reason why this year just sucks from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, and then another comment that we got recently from our listeners is on our "Do Not Draft Keenan Keenan Allen for Fantasy Football in 2020" video. <laughs> oh, this this lovely <laughs> highlight video of one of our podcasts uh, where we talk about how Tyrod Taylor's never supported a wide receiver one other than like 
what Sammy Watkins once one time after Watkins threw up. Yeah, like six years ago. Fit. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah. absolutely don't draft Keenan Allen. So what Keenan's ADP is like wide receiver, like in the low 20s. So he's going just absurdly late. And he's probably one of, if not the biggest values of the year, him and James Robinson, I think I would argue. Um, yep. And yep. so the comment that we just got yesterday is just a bunch of laughing emojis and a shoulder shrug emoji, because obviously we're, we were not correct. But it's because we said Tyrod sucks and Tyrod did suck. Yeah. And Justin Herbert doesn't. And I think that we, I think we did say in that video though, that like, you know, it's possible that if Tyrod isn't the starting quarterback all year, that Keenan Allen could have a really good year. I'd actually like to go back and listen to that because I did think we put a qualifier in on that. Um, But we also didn't think Herbert was going to be like, you know, a top 10 fantasy quarterback once he started playing either. You know, I, we started the year on fire on that one. Keenan Allen, eight targets, four catches, 37 yards against Cincinnati. And that was with Tyrod. Like, I think we came out of week one and we were like, see, we told you Keenan Allen, not that great. Doesn't have the target. Like he's, he's been simply phenomenal. Um, since then, uh, currently wide receiver, Six on the year. So, yeah, clearly you should have uh, drafted Keenan Allen. Yeah. And his average per game, I think, has him what in like the top five or higher, um, especially if you take out his injury week or you just look at the the weeks that he had Herbert and not his 5.7 week one. Um, yeah. Yeah. All good times. That, well, love that guy. Like, so he he's just searching for old Keenan Allen videos to be like, oh, yeah, I can get these guys now. Like, who's taking the time to do that, loser? <laughs> oh, speaking about our fans, listeners, commenters, let's move on to mailbag, shall we? Is there anything else you want to say you're thankful for first? Um. Yeah, I just just one other thing. Um. I mean, we're obviously a podcast that available on pretty much all platforms obviously we're on youtube we record this and and post it uh every couple times a week um just just a random question for you and i'll share mine um do you listen to any other podcasts or like you know are are you a, a footballers guy do you listen to um you know just any random podcast there's so many great ones out there um like if you're driving around in your car do you throw a podcast on do you listen to radio or anything like that I do listen to podcasts frequently, actually. Yes. Do you have do you have any that you would recommend to people? Because I'm always interested to hear what people listen to or if I would be even interested in something like that. Because most like there's some really great podcasts out there and people cranking out um, cranking out content. Um, So the one that made me eventually spawn the idea of doing this one was the fantasy footballers. So I will absolutely recommend them um they're the ones that were like you know what if these guys can sit around and talk about fantasy football for an hour then so can i kind of type thing yeah um i think that they're really good i also like nick ercolano who's big dogs gotta eat that's another fantasy football one he also does this like he makes he turns it into a brand kind of a type thing so it's larger than just fantasy football but it's all sort of centered around it uh i think he's great as well um those are the two things that i listen to fantasy football related outside of that i listen to pardon my take um i like big cat pft commenter um so i listen to them occasionally um but honestly like i'll look through some of their shorter clips and whatnot on social media, then, you know, sometimes sit through their podcasts. They, they do like the first half is usually like just them sitting around talking, but then they also interview somebody for a large amount of time. And sometimes I skip them. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's yep. like, yeah, it depends if you're interested in them. Yeah. Other than that, it's like news kind of stuff. Because my old man listened to the news, watched the news every day. So I'm interested in the news. So I listen to the daily um, and other stuff. What about you? What do you listen to? 
No, I, I just want to like I'm a wrestling fan. Um, those that know me know I enjoy wrestling, um, especially like the history of it. I just think it's super interesting. Um, the the backstage stuff is just as um, interesting to me as the product they put on the screen most of the time. Um, so there there's a podcast called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard um, that I've listened to. I think they've been on for four or five years at this point. Um, Bruce Pritchard is. Um, basically Vince McMahon's right-hand guy and has been um, going back to like the 80s. Um, he was fired for a long period of time. And so they started a podcast of him talking about like 90s wrestling, like the Attitude Era. So it's the Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Mankind, like the Hulkster. Um, so just like super interesting stories listening to him talk talk about different things because he's been around for a long time. Um, and ultimately he ended up getting hired back by the WWE um like a year and a half ago and he's still doing the podcast so it's 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 just super interesting the backstage stuff for me personally um and then binge mode um is another one it's part of the ringer net uh ringer podcast network um so it's it's two guys or two people mally rubin uh, jason concepcion really smart really funny stuff and they just do like super deep dives into, into things that i happen to be interested in so they've done uh seasons of game of thrones Star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, they're doing Marvel right now. Um, just like they're genuinely fun to listen to. Uh, their laughter is hilarious. So uh, those are those are two that that I would throw out there and offer um, as being thankful for. Um, it passes time, um, and um, you know it's there. It's wildly entertaining. You get to giggle a little bit too. So yeah, uh, I'll piggyback off of that. I actually am a huge Bill Simmons fan. So shout out to the Ringer. Yeah, their stuff is incredible. Um, I was I've been a fan of Bill's since he was at ESPN writing for them on like the second page or whatever it was called back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, so. that's actually how I got into Twitter because Bill Simmons' Twitter feed popped up on page two. Yeah. Um, and so I would always go there to see what he was saying on the page two content. Um, and, and I, you know, him and cousin Sal guessing the lines is, is something that I listen to every week. Um, and you know, I'm not saying we would copy them down the road, but it's something that we could look into of, um, you know, having some fun with, with some gambling content, maybe during the playoffs of trying to guess what we think the lines are. Um, that would be awesome. I think we're going to stay stay more in the fantasy realm of things um during the regular season but kind of as we get to the playoffs maybe we'll do some guess the line type stuff and and morph into a little bit more gambling um neither you nor i are um you know a, a big uh fantasy playoff fantasy football guy um but you know i i think you know if we do morph this into more of a gambling thing um, you know, looking at prop bets um, based on fantasy performance is something that I've actually been successful in betting. Um, so maybe maybe we, that's kind of the road we go um, as we get to the fantasy playoffs is, hey, they're over under for catches is four and a half. I think it's going to be over because of this. Look at the historical playoffs are different. Um, so may, maybe some more of that content coming uh, as we as we get to the playoffs here. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. So we've talked about our listeners and people that ask us questions a lot. Let's talk about one in particular. Um, we got a question from Blake Borovets, who's bborovets28 on Twitter. He asked us earlier today, which QB, which two quarterbacks do I start this week out of Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, and Taysom Hill? Brady has Kansas City at home. Carr is going to Atlanta. Ben is obviously versus Baltimore and COVID land. And Taysom Hill is at Denver. Are there any two of those that jump out at you? Brady, Carr, Ben, or Hill? So Big Ben's been super consistent. Um, I mean, I feel like he has two touchdowns in basically every game that he's played in the, so far this year. So I feel like he's got the highest floor of everybody. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but um, matchup be damned. Um, he seems like, you know, he's cur currently quarterback 11. Um, he's got two or more touchdowns in each of the last five games that he's played. It seems like they're starting to air it out a little bit more. Um, you know, just a couple weeks ago against uh, Baltimore, he had... He only 15. had 182 yards, two touchdowns. Um, 
15 in our league. Okay, so, I mean, that's because he doesn't run all that much. He's 11 in another league that I'm in based on scoring. But uh, he, he's been super consistent. Um, oh, yeah, 15 points. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I, I would err on Big Ben. Um, have You know, if you're looking for a safe floor, I feel like he's the guy. Um, Derek Carr, I think, is a must start this week. Um, so, I think that's your answer. I, I would be... I'd be hesitant to start Taysom Hill against Denver. We saw what Tua did against them, but I think he's going to be running more um, instead of throwing more, depending on what the weather. Um, I think they're in Denver, right? Um, yeah. So um, I, I think I would go Ben and, and Derek Carr there. Um, Brady seems to be super inconsistent. Um, like he he barely had over like 200 yards this week. Um, even with all those weapons, I know he was facing a really tough, tough defense um, in the Rams, but Kansas City hasn't exactly been easy against quarterbacks either, although Derek Carr lit him up twice. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. It's it's really tough. Um, I would go with your gut. I would I would rule out Taysom Hill, though, probably. See, that's funny because I would rule out Brady against Kansas City because Brady has looked like trash against good teams. Um, so for me, I would rule out Brady. I would must start Derek Carr against Atlanta because they're trash. And then it's sort of a debate between Ben versus Baltimore and Taysom Hill at Denver. Weather in Denver is 45 and sunny on Sunday, so it won't be an issue. Um, so then it's, do you want to take the safety, if you call it, and say, I'll just take the... We, I think he'll whatever your scoring is. I would just say he's probably going to score around that within a couple points either way is what I would what I would say. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to run Baltimore out of the house. Their their defense is so good unless they continue to lose players on the defensive side of the ball to COVID. Um, then I would potentially go with Taysom Hill at Denver. But that defense is so good in Baltimore. Yeah, the, yeah, the well, they haven't been the last couple of weeks, honestly. Uh, New England did well against them, in my opinion. And, um, you know, they, they didn't look great against the Titans last week either. Um, uh, just talking about Den- Denver's defense against quarterbacks, they gave up zero touchdowns to New England, zero touchdowns to Derek Carr um, in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Um, only gave up one last week to Miami. So, I mean, they're trending trending in the right direction. Um, the last six games, they gave up zero touchdowns, one touchdown to Mahomes, uh, three to Herbert, three to Matt Ryan, zero to Derek Carr, and only one to Tua um, and slash Fitzpatrick. Um, and that was on a turnover at the beginning of the game um, on a fourth down conversion, I believe, to, to Parker. Um, so, I... I mean, if Taysom Hill is going to run as much as I thought he was going to, then I would say you should start him because I think he should have over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, But they just didn't run him that much. So if they try to air it out, um, I would avoid him. But you don't know. So it's it's close. Um, But yeah, I I think Brady of the three is probably the worst start. Yeah, Brady's the worst start. Car's the surefire. Which seems weird. Well, maybe. I don't know. His deep ball just hasn't been there the last few weeks. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I would go gun to my head. I think you talked me into Ben. I would probably go Carr and Ben and I would sit Taysom and Brady. Yeah. I think that's right. And then our next question is from kind of mad Dan who is on the bubble and he has uh, Brady with a week 13 buy, and he's thinking about picking up Taysom Hill, he would have to drop one of his running backs to do so. And he wants to know who we would drop. So pick one to drop out of Gallman, Geo, Drake, Edmonds, Ahmed, or Balaj. Oh, it's Balaj. I think it, I mean that's that's easy. I think it's Balaj or Ahmed because Gaskin is coming back and so is Eckler. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you you really want that Taysom Hill matchup against Atlanta next week. Um, so like, just drop whoever you're not starting this week um, between Balaj or Ahmed um, and pick up Taysom Hill. Absolutely. Gun to my head, I would pick Ahmed because I feel like the Miami offense is a lot worse than the the Chargers offense. So I want the running back on the better offense, which it would be Balage. So I would drop Ahmed if I had to. Other things you could do to get creative is you could just hold it, go without a defense until Sunday, pick up a defense before Sunday, and then drop the running back Sunday. So that way the running back has to go through waivers and you could potentially pick him back up on Wednesday instead of being a free pickup for yep. somebody else in your league. Or you could do it with a kicker instead if you like your defense. So those are ways to get creative around waivers, and we've seen other people do that. Um, that's pretty common. So if you don't want to drop one of the running backs right away, I would consider doing that for a few days and then drop the running back, get the defense, or get the kicker back that you let go or somebody else. Yep. So good luck with Taysom. That uh, week 13 matchup is going to be nice. Um, and then another comment that we've gotten is actually a YouTube comment. Uh, and I think that we will eventually, maybe next week or the week after, do a, a podcast um, loosely based around this. And, and that's the, uh, the NFL playoffs. But... We were asked by, let's see here. I don't want to butcher this. Um, Metcalf, time staffs. Oh, go pack, go zero on YouTube. Asked us, asked us to do a playoff prediction video. And it has other upvotes from other people, not just uh, them. So, Alex, I am asking you, who do you think plays in the Super Bowl? this season gun to your head right now who do you think represents the nfc and the afc i feel like Um, at least for the afc it has to be down to i think two teams i mean gun to my head i'm gonna take the the chiefs all day just because i'm never gonna bet against Mahomes. um even against the undefeated 10 and 0 steelers yeah, they don't scare, like, they don't worry me for whatever reason. Um, even though, like, it's like the quietest 10-0 and 0 that a team's ever gone, right? Um, like, just for, it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about it, um, even though that's probably inaccurate. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I, I think I would go Chiefs. Um, and on the NFC side, man, it's just kind of a cluster bomb. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. No, um, I, uh, it's a good question. Um, I I think honestly, I'm, I might pick the Rams. Wow. Um, like top to bottom, their, their team's really good. And I think, I feel like people are really sleeping on them. They had a rough year last year, um, coming off the Super Bowl lost, but I mean, Jason Goff's uh, Jason Goff. That's Jared Goff. Jason Goff's a local media personnel here in Chicago. Uh, Jared Goff um, looked really good. And if they're finally going to open up that offense and let him start throwing the ball all over the place, um, I just it wouldn't surprise me to see them get to the Super Bowl because they have a really good pass defense and and defense wins. So with Ramsey and, you know, just everything that they have going and, and one of the best defensive line players in the NFL um, whose name I'm blanking on at the moment. Um, he, um, the, like top to bottom, I think they're one of the more talented teams in the NFL. Okay. Uh, you mean Aaron Donald I'm going to go with? That's correct, yeah. There we go. As we Got both there. looked it up simultaneously. Uh, um, so what I would say, I think... I think I kind of almost agree with you. I'm not going to go against Mahomes in in uh, the AFC. In the NFC, I honestly, and it hurts me to say this, but right now, given the injuries that the Saints are dealing with, 
I would not, I would rule them out. I thought that they were when fully healthy. I think the saints are probably the most complete team. Um, I am not sure how I feel about Jared Goff as a quarterback. I don't think that Russ has the defense in the NFC that you need to get nope. there. Uh, the Cardinals are not it. The Bears are not it. The Bucks, Brady, I mean, uh, that's not it. So to me, it's down to two teams, and that's the Green Bay Packers and the LA Rams right now. And I would honestly, I, I'm not going to pick against Aaron. Like, I think that the Packers are really good. I think Aaron Rodgers is really good. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be a fun playoffs in the NFC, and it's going to come down to the Rams, the Packers, and the Saints, and it'll be one of those three teams that I would say represent the NFC. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. I mean, right, and you're you're still like Russ is going to do Russ things. You still got Brady there. You still got got Kyler there. Like it's it's going to be great. Um, I, just for whatever reason, I would go with the Rams. It, I think the number one seed is going to be a huge advantage because, you know, there's seven playoff teams. There's only one by um, currently that's the Steelers who are a game in front of the the Chiefs and it's the Saints who are a game in front of the Rams and the Packers. Um, so, yeah, that getting that one seed locked up and getting that bye week is going to be critical um, in the in the playoffs on both sides. Um, just like we have it set up in fantasy, we do seven teams. I'm glad the NFL went to it and only had one bye week instead of two weeks or two buys for, for each conference. Um, so yeah, I gun to my head. I would pick the chiefs and the Rams. Um, but, uh, I, I get other, other items that the Packers losing the way they did to the, to the Colts the other day, um, when they were up like 14 points. Um, and just melted. They barely even had the ball in the second half, and there's so many turnovers and sloppiness. Maybe they were just getting it out of their system for a stretch run, but um, yeah, just for whatever reason, that turned me off of them. And um, plus, I mean, the Packers, if they would not have drafted a quarterback in round one and a running back in round two um, and used those picks for actually productive players, like it it really sucks that, that they wasted it the way they did those first two picks um, instead of getting somebody that could actually help them now because neither of their first two picks are helping them, um, which is no. which is a damn shame for for Packers fan. It is. All right. With that, I think that's all I have to say. Let's uh, transfer to the social media page if we can. Thank you guys for listening. We are the Fantasy Football Sackos. Uh, we are available on all social media platforms at the FF Sackos everywhere. Um, and we are on every listening platform you could find us or ever want to listen to a podcast on. Uh, if you're on Apple or any other podcast platform that lets you leave a review, please do. Uh, they do matter and they help us reach new people so that it would be wonderful. Uh, with that, thank you guys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, don't forget to eat your turkey and uh, mashed potatoes with cream corn. Yeah, baby. You'll like it. You just got to try it. That's what my grandpa always said. Try it. You might like it. Are we Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Are we still talking about mashed potatoes and corn? Just general, anything in general. Like, you don't know if you don't like something until you try it at least once. That goes for literally anything. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.